0: Opinions expressed on the Ice Free Fitness podcast are those of the individuals and do not necessarily represent Blind Alive. No comments are meant to diagnose or treat any particular condition, but to assist you on your journey to wellness. Please consult your doctor if your questions are of a medical nature.
1: Hello and welcome to Podcast 51. We're very pleased that you could join us today. We know that there is a lot that you could be listening to. And we appreciate the fact that you take the time to listen to us. We have lots to cover today. I have an interview, which I think will be of help and of interest to many of you. And I think the subject as a whole is very fascinating. We then have Mel with Fitness Speak, and I'll be back with a product review that ties into our initial interview. I'm so pleased to be here today with Birgitta Rice. She is the creator of a method that helps those with circulation problems, diabetes, peripheral artery disease, and other circulatory conditions. Hello, welcome. Thank you so much for inviting me to
2: speak to you today about the information I gave to the blind study at, in Minneapolis. Minnesota in July, so you can probably hear that. I'm not from America directly, but I'm directly from Sweden, and I lived and worked there most of my growing up years. I'm a scientist. I've done a lot of research, but I'm also a health educator specializing in stress management or relaxation and and enjoying seeing the effect of that. I'm also, of course, interested in how you are feeling. Coping with life, dealing with both blindness and some of you with diabetes. So thank you for inviting me to be with you today.
3: I Um, first heard about the work that you are doing when the registration information came out for the ACB convention. And I was fascinated by the title of the workshop. It was about the warm feet technique. I personally do not have diabetes, but I suspect that there are some circulatory things going on. I find that I am cold throughout much of the fall, winter, and spring, and when I saw this name, this warm feet, I thought, you know, this could be of interest, not just to me, but to our listeners. I guess my first question, and I'm thinking from the perspective of a listener who maybe doesn't have diabetes, or maybe someone who does. Why are warm feet so important? Why do I want to have warm feet?
2: I like that question. And it's a natural thing. You know, we can feel that the feet are cold. We don't really know what's going on, but they feel cold. And when you can relax your body, actually, the peripheral blood vessels open up they widen in diameter. So the little, small blood vessels allow more blood to flow through. So that area warms up because of the increased circulation. Of course, the increased circulation also means that there's more nutrients and oxygen in the area and that allows for healing and also for pain relief because the increased circulation also washes away some of the toxins that that accumulate in in those uh, far away places like your feet and their toes does that answer your question a little bit yes very much
3: so basically this would be for anybody with diabetes or anybody with circulation problems, or is this something that could benefit anyone? Uh,
2: Definitely, it could benefit anyone. But uh, to kind of stay close to your question, I think all of us, as we age, the peripheral arterial disease, which is, coats the blood vessels on the inside, so it makes it hard for the blood to flow through. That happens to everybody more or less. So that's one thing. But then also, there are diseases that, for example, it's called Raynaud's disease, when the hands all of a sudden will get very cold when it touches something cold. And that has been helped very well with the warm feet technique, because you can teach a person to open up the blood vessels and to relax and make that happen. And it is a skill. It doesn't happen right away. It's like learning to play an instrument. You In the beginning, you're pretty good, but that you want to get better. And so you practice and practice. So that's what, what the relaxation technique also really needs is to do it continuously. I mean, not continuously all day, but you know, once or twice a day or at least daily until you get better and better. When I say better and better, of course, my product, as I sell it to the world, has a little thermometer, and they're not a talking thermometer, unfortunately, but they might be able to find that also. But anyway, that little thermometer actually shows that the temperature increases if you measure it, a little finger, between a couple of fingers before you relax and then after you relax, and will have gone up several degrees, uh, four or five degrees. Maybe I had one in my research, one of my research studies who regularly increased her toe temperature by 18 to 20 degrees Fahrenheit. I would love that. (laughs) Wouldn't that be great? Yes.
3: I'm thinking of January in Chile, Northeast Pennsylvania.
2: To think that you could actually learn it now in the summer. Or practice it, and you get good at it. And as we talked before, uh, as a non-seeing person, you will have more of a feeling of what's going on in your body. And you're so wise that way. Once you learn the skill, the skill is yours. Mm -hmm. You can recall it in your mind and instantaneously get in the physical effects of it. So you don't have to always relax with 15 minutes or eighty minutes when you have learned the skill. It's, it's there within you. Let's
3: talk a little bit about the worm feet kit and the accessibility of the thermometer. This whole thing really interested me. I like to measure things. I like numbers. I like being able to chart progress. And I used a standard talking thermometer to do this, like you can buy at any of the blindness specialty catalogs. And I was able to get it to work once. And that was when I was sitting in a car. I was sitting in a car waiting for a friend. I knew I would have time. It was about 85 degrees out, which is just about my idea of heaven. I know there are many who would disagree. But I was able to get a temperature, work through the audio, and see a little bit of an increase. However, in a normal environment, I was not able to do this.
1: Fortunately, there is an option that should work well for many. This is an infrared thermometer, and I have only been playing with this for a few days, but usually I can get a temperature on my thumb or my index finger. If I can't, I can always get one on my hand at the base of my index finger, And, of course, the important thing to keep in mind is to use the same location on the same hand when you take your temperature before and at the end of doing the warm feet audio. After Mel's Fitness Speak segment, I will walk you through this thermometer and give you some tips on how to set it up and to use it. But, for now, the important thing to remember
3: is just to pay attention to your body. Also, if you do opt to get the Warm Feet Kit, it is a CD, and it is in a jewel case, and there is a place in there for the thermometer. So just exercise care. When you open the CD, you might want to hold it flat, open it over a table or some similar surface so that your included thermometer does not come out and go crashing down and create a mess. So when working through the audio, and we'll talk a little bit more about what audio is included and how to get it, you talked about an increase in circulation and a decrease in pain. I'm assuming neuropathy pain. Are there any other benefits that you have known people to receive from doing this and also is there an example that you can share with us of how this has worked effectively in someone's life?
2: Yes. I had a patient who, um, this is some years ago now, but she had such cold fingers that she could not type or use the computer. And she had to almost give up her job. And she came to her occupational therapist where I was working and she said, could you help her to warm her hands so that she could get back to work? And I said, well, we could try. And so I gave her a copy of the recording and the thermometer so that she could see whether it happened or not, because. For her, it was important to see an advancement in temperature. She did that, went home and practiced for uh, two weeks or a month. And when I saw her again, she was so delighted because she actually had was able to get back to her job and do the work on the typewriter at that time. So it, it, for her, it was very important. I'm thinking of those who
3: read Braille. This would be a huge benefit.
2: Oh, yeah. That's right. Because peripheral arterial disease does affect all the nerves and the ends of the feet and the hands. And so increasing the circulation in the hands would be a wonderful thing. I never thought of that for Braille. Yes. It would be very important.
3: Yeah. I'm even thinking that it could be a very interesting... Adjunct therapy yes. for someone who is beginning to learn Braille. is To make that process a little easier, to increase circulation in the hands, to make the process easier because just being able to feel the dots. I mean, I started learning Braille when I was three because I was blind from birth. But for someone who is learning it in their 50s or 60s, yeah. Being able to just differentiate how many dots are there—is it two or three? Yeah. Difficult, and so I would think that something like this could really help.
2: You asked about something—is if, if anything else is helpful, and that is that actually you allow this stress the stress to to be relieved, because all of us live with stress, and I'm sure. For unsighted people, it's even more. And every day you are up at so many difficulties. And sometimes you think, ah, oh, I just can't stand it anymore. But then you have to take some time and relax. So the relaxation technique is really a stress reducer. Yes. So you're,
3: you kind of get a really nice two-for-one thing because you are reducing your stress just by virtue of the fact that you are spending some time relaxing, but yeah. also increasing that all-important circulation to hands and feet.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Excellent. I want to talk a little bit about the audios and my experience with them and how I'm using them. When you get the Warm Feet kit, as I said, it is basically a jewel case. And inside that is the CD and the thermometer. The CD has two audio files on it. The first one is the introduction and the explanation of the process. I found this very helpful. And normally, I retain information well, but I found that listening to this a few times, maybe a week or so apart, really helped that I gained and kind of incorporated new information each time. The second part is the part that you would do every day. And if I remember correctly, I believe that's about 18 minutes long. Now, we were talking a little bit about technology before we actually started recording, and I had mentioned I don't remember the last time I have actually played a CD in a CD player. But what I did when I got this was I extracted the audio from the CD. So I ended up with two MP3 files, and in my case, I put those on my iPhone. And I listened through, and I did the relaxation the first time. And it was great, and it was helpful, and I think I did notice a difference. The more I do it, the more I notice subtle
2: differences.
3: But I found that when I did it, times after that, that my mind started to wander a little bit. And in my case, I think there were two things at play. One is I'm not used to just sitting and relaxing so completely. And I still am working on that. But the other thing I think, and this is just a theory of mine, and that is that when we can't see, because there is not information coming in through our eyes, we sometimes need more. It's why I will often listen to music, have music on in the background and listen to an audiobook. So what I did is I used a wonderful app. It is a free app although they do have in-app purchases for some of the audio tracks and it's very accessible, very easy to use. It's called Nature Space and so now when I listen to the Warm Feet audio, I listen with the sound of ocean waves. As it gets cooler, I will probably choose something else, although maybe not. I find those very relaxing. And I find that having the two together, it's going to sound cliched, but really it's twice as nice. The combination is lovely, and you can use it in conjunction with whatever background works best for you, or you can just listen by itself. It's quite nice like that but that is the way that I have found that I enjoy it and so I wanted to pass on that little tip if you are using the nature space app you need to go into settings and just tell it to allow other music to play at the same time and you'll be all set before we close for today I'd like to have you please give our listeners the information on the web address that they would use to read more and to possibly order the Warm Feet Kit.
2: Okay, I'd be glad to do that. It's fairly easy to remember because it's called warmfeetkit.com. That's the website. And the order page allows you to buy a kit, either a cassette tape, if you want that, or the CD. And you can use PayPal for that with any kind of use whatever kind of credit card that you that you use.
3: I found that the order process with screen readers was very easy. And of course, if you're listening and you later forget the name of the website, it will also be in the podcast show notes. I'd like to thank you so much for coming today for educating me at least in an area that really is fairly new to me.
2: Well, I am very happy to, because I learned something from you too, uh, specifically about the the increased blood flow to the fingers. That could be very helpful. Um, You opened a new door for me. And also, um, I'm thinking maybe also doing another, uh, an MP3 file and making it available with maybe even with different sounds like you suggested. So I got several ideas from you, Lisa. So thank you for for that. Excellent. Thank
3: all of you for listening. And as always, if you have any comments, please feel free once again to write to support at blindalive.com.
5: Are you interested in finding products which will help you to read and write easily and intuitively via your iOS device? The VoiceDream Reader and Writer applications may be just what you're looking for, and Mystic Access can assist you in using them effectively with our comprehensive audio tutorials. With VoiceDream Writer, you can enter, select, move, and format text easily and conveniently. Import and export text. Proofread define words, get help finding the exact words you want to use, and more. With VoiceDream Reader, you can read in a variety of formats and using various services such as Bookshare and Project Gutenberg. Choose your reading speed, font, reading voice, and the manner in which you wish to read your text. The VoiceDream apps can make your reading and writing, well, a dream! And Mystic Access provides you with the ability to learn to use these apps in a fun and enjoyable manner. Check out the Voice Dream apps for iOS at voicestream.com And learn about the Mystic Access audio tutorials for VoiceDream Reader and VoiceDream Writer for iOS at MysticAccess.com. Or call us to order your tutorials via phone at 716 543 3323.
1: Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. Today, I'd like to do a walkthrough of the HealthSmart DigiScan Instant Read Infrared Talking Forehead and Ear Thermometer for babies, children, and adults. It's quite a mouthful, but you don't have to worry about all of that information because you can find it on Blind Alive on our favorite product picks page. This really, to me, is an excellent thermometer for a lot of reasons and a lot of uses. It is helpful, of course, for monitoring skin temperature. So if you are using it in conjunction with the Warm Feet audio that we cover in Podcast 51, that is great. It's also very useful because it will read out your temperature from your ear, your forehead. While your forehead is the most common place, you really can get a temperature reading from any area on your skin. It will also read you the indoor temperature of the room in which you are located. And another big plus in my mind is it's very fast. It will give me a temperature reading in about two seconds. I'd like to talk a little bit about what this thermometer looks like. And first of all, at least in my mind, it does not look like a thermometer. When I first got it, I thought that maybe I had received the wrong product. It's kind of hard to describe what it looks like. It is slightly curved. It is thicker at one end and thinner at the other end. It sort of looks like a snake with head and tail that has been curved a little bit and kind of crunched to be sort of short. Or it looks a little bit maybe like an elongated duck, perhaps. Um, It's kind of hard to describe, but it is definitely distinctive looking. On the thicker end, There is a protrusion at the bottom, and that is what you would touch to your forehead or your skin when you want to get a temperature reading. This is actually a small cap, and it pops off. It takes a little more elbow grease the first time to get it off, but after that it's pretty easy. And Under that is a slightly thinner probe, and that's what you would put in your ear. One thing to note is that this little cap only goes on one way. This could just be the way that the plastic is made, so yours could vary, but mine has a small horizontal line at the very top, and if I hold that toward the top and I put it back on that way, it will go back on. And it does snap into place. On the other side of this thing, kind of the head, there is what the manual refers to as a measure button, although it is not labeled. About an inch down from the measure button, you feel a group of small holes, and that is your speaker. If you are holding the thermometer with the narrowest end pointing toward your chest, there is a button on the left side. It is vaguely triangular. It's kind of near the head, and that is the memory button. Then there is a one more button, and it's labeled talk, and it is on the underside of the thermometer, kind of near where the tail would be. Along the sides, running most of the length of the body or the tail of this thing, there are ridges, and they don't seem to serve any particular purpose. Nothing slides, nothing moves, whatever. I think that they are just either for decoration or to help you get a good grip. If you are looking at the top side of the thermometer and you find the small holes where the speaker is. You want to move your hand down and you're going to find two lines. This is the battery compartment and you press that and you pull it sort of toward the tail end and the battery compartment piece pops off. This takes two batteries, they're triple A's, and Ironically, this is a little different. Some of them, you will see that they are inserted in such a way that the end with the nub goes to the left, maybe, and then with the other battery, it's to the right. This is not the way that these are. You can feel inside. There are two little coiled springs, and the flat ends of the batteries go against the coiled springs so that they are facing the same directions. And when you hear two sets of four beeps, you'll know that your batteries are inserted properly. The first time you open the battery compartment, you will feel a small tab. You will need to remove that for the thermometer to work. To place the lid back on, you'll want to slide it on sort of the same way that you took it off, but it will make a distinctive snap when it closes. This particular thermometer did not come with any kind of carry case. However, I had a small drawstring bag that I used to store it in. My feeling is, if I were to accidentally drop it, and if it were to still continue working, I would have lots of pieces to find. I would have the main unit of the thermometer, I would have the two batteries, I would have the battery cover, and I would have the forehead sensor. So it's really best, I think, if you can, to store it in a small bag, even if you just get a Ziploc bag or something. That at least works well for me. There is a manual available for this thermometer, and as manuals go, it's pretty good. It does not, of course, address setting these functions non-visually, which is part of the main reason for this demonstration. However, there is a link, so if you like, you certainly can view the manual. If you get stuck at any point, you can clear the memory by removing the batteries for one minute. I found it did batteries and starting fresh to set the time you would hold down the triangular mem or memory button you would press and hold that and then you're going to press it again once to increase the hour by one you would then press talk and you could press it again to cycle by minutes of course you have to know what time it is already set at continuing to press the talk button will cycle you through year month, day, and the option to enable or disable sleep mode. However, these don't speak. So if you need them set for some reason, like if you want to keep a log of the last 30 temperatures with times and dates, then you will definitely need sighted help. Also, the display on which the settings are shown is on the underside of the thermometer. As I said previously, you can find out your body temperature versus the temperature in the room where you're located. To get your body temperature, you would just press the talk button.
5: Your body temperature is 97.7 degrees Fahrenheit.
1: To hear the temperature of the room, press memory. Then press talk again. It's 12.05 AM. The temperature is 79.8 degrees Fahrenheit. And, of course, the time is not correct because I had just removed the batteries. To hear my body temperature again, press memory and then talk.
5: 97.7 degrees Fahrenheit.
1: We've talked about how to take the temperature on your forehead and how to get the room temperature. And the only thing left, really, is how to take your ear temperature. In general, the temperature between your two ears may vary. This is not unexpected. To take the temperature in your ear, you would remove the cap that is used when taking the temperature of your forehead or your skin and you would put the probe end into your ear. You want to go gently here. It just has to touch the inside of your ear. You don't want to push it in. You shouldn't feel any pressure. You really shouldn't feel any pain. If you're having any pain or discomfort, especially if you don't have an ear infection, then you're pushing it in way too hard. You just want it barely inside your outer ear. You hold it there, and then you press the measure button. You may need to press it again to wake it up.
5: Your body temperature is 97.7 degrees Fahrenheit.
1: And it will give you the temperature in your ear. One thing you may want to do is to clean the this probe with a soft, damp cloth after you use it. You don't so much need to do this with the larger one that is used when you're measuring your skin temperature, but if you have perspired a lot or are dirty, then you might want to wipe it off as well. You don't want to run it under running water. You just want to wipe it with a soft cloth. And of course, when you're done, you can just snap the forehead sensor or the skin sensor back on. In the options where you configure date and time, you can also choose whether or not the thermometer ever sleeps. This is not really recommended by the manufacturer, and I personally don't really see why anyone would want this setting. Essentially, the thermometer would never turn off, and it would just run and run until your battery went down. To me, this is another compelling reason to get that help if you really want your date and time set so that you don't accidentally turn off that all-important sleep mode. If you need a way to take a temperature fast, to take the temperature of your skin, and or to take the temperature of babies or children who might not appreciate holding still, this is a great option. It sells for approximately $22 and, again, is available from our site. You can go to www.blindalive.com and click on the link that says Favorite Product Picks. If you have any questions about this or any other audio on the site, you can certainly use the contact form on our site to be in touch with us, or you can write to support at Thank you for listening.
0: Phew, finally made it.
1: Yeah, and I feel like I walked for miles just to get here. My feet are really aching.
0: My feet are okay, but my back is really tired and sore. I know, I know, there's this neat little invention called rolling luggage, but I have so much stuff and I just don't like the idea of it being stored out of my reach. That means all the important stuff is carried on my back.
1: I know the feeling. If it's really important, I want it right with me. I don't have to worry about back pain anymore, though, thanks to the back tee pack It divides the weight evenly so it's distributed on either side. It puts things right under my arms and hands so they're within easy
0: reach. I'm concerned that someone being really careful could open my pack and take something from it. The design of the back tea pack sounds like it might cut down on that.
1: Yeah, and because everything is close at hand, there's no need to take it on and off, on and off, every time I need to add something to it or get something out. And I can use it to carry more than I would be able to fit in the average medium to large backpack. So that's a winner too. The cool thing is that all kinds of people use the back tea pack, hikers, students, tech enthusiasts, people who need to carry oxygen, and frequent travelers.
0: Speaking of travel, I've got to get going, but is there somewhere I can learn more?
1: Absolutely. Just visit blindalive.com slash That's B-A-C-K-T-P-A-C-K. You'll find audio, text, and even an interview with Backtpac's creator. Don't forget, it's blindalive.com slash
0: I'll remember that. My back will be sure to remind me. Life. It's time now for Fitness Speak. Hi, everybody. This
4: is Fitness Speak, and today we are continuing the topic of body fluids. And today, since we've been talking about feet, I thought it would be fun to discover the fluid that comes into blisters. And that fluid is called serum, S-E-R-U-M. And it is one of the more simple fluids in the body. It's not as simple as water, but it's still a very, very basic fluid. It occurs in blood. And before when we talked about blood, we talked about the components of blood, and one of the components of blood is plasma. And basically serum is plasma without the red blood cells and the clotting factors or the fibrinogens. Those are the things that make scabs form and make the fluids in your body coagulate and protect wounds that way. But a blister is another way that our body protects itself and heals itself. And what happens is, let's say you're running or exercising or wearing shoes that just really don't fit, that friction causes an irritation of the layers of the skin. And what happens is this serum or this fluid begins to leak in between the layers of skin, and it forms a bubble of fluid on the skin. And this then creates a dead skin layer on the outside of that bubble. That's that's that sort of bubble bump thing that you find on your feet. And they can happen on your hands or also if you get sunburned serum will leak in between the layers of skin because it your body's trying to heal itself. So this serum leaks in between the layers and then new skin forms underneath and this way it protects the body from getting infected. So the that wound doesn't get infected with bacteria, that blister forming is essentially like a Band-Aid. It's like your body's way of making a Band-Aid. So it's better not to pop a blister if you can help it, or at least leave the blister there for as long as you can. I know they're very, very tempting to pop, and sometimes you really do need to if they're super large and they're really interfering with your with your gait or your work. And the best way to to pop a blister is wash your hands very, very well. Wash the area of the blister. It's best to rub it with alcohol so that you know the germs are really gone because you don't want bacteria to seep into that space between the, the skin layer. So get a needle or a razor blade, or you could even get a little tiny pair of scissors. But sterilize that needle or scissors or razor blade with, with alcohol very, very well. Some people say you can sterilize with a flame or a candle, but I don't recommend that. I think alcohol works just great, or you could use hydrogen peroxide. That would work also. But puncture the blister at the side and then press it until all of that clear serum, that fluid, leaks out. And wipe it away with alcohol, with alcohol-covered gauze, and then press it. But don't cut away the skin. Leave that dead skin layer there cover it with antibiotic cream, and then cover it with a bandage. That way, the new skin under, underneath can, can heal, and it'll protect it from infection. That dead skin layer can just stay there, and it's good to leave that dead skin layer for as long as you possibly can, and I know that after a while, It starts to get ragged and frayed, and it's very, very tempting to just rip that off and That's, it's probably okay if it's really healed underneath, but the problem with that is when you, when you do that, sometimes it can rip into the deeper skin layers around that blistered area and cause further injury. So you don't want to do that. If you need to tear away the skin, just wash your hands really well, cover it with alcohol, and gently tear away that skin, uh, and then cover it again with, with the band-aid until it's completely healed. Serum appears in the blood all throughout your blood. It's just, it, it's it doesn't have the plasma. It doesn't have all of the the things that blood has in it. So when you are sunburned and you have these blisters, it's always a good idea to stay hydrated. I'm always looking for a good reason to tell people to drink water, and this is just another instance of when you really need to keep your body hydrated, because your body heals itself, and it needs water to heal itself. So that's all about serum, S-E-R-U-M, and have a great day, and drink your water. Thank you for joining us today
1: for Podcast 51. We hope you have found the information helpful. As always, we love to communicate with you. There are lots of ways you can do this. Some of you could probably quote them back to us by now, but let me remind those of you who might be new how you can do this. First of all, don't forget to tell your friends you can hear this podcast on your Amazon Echo, your Victor Reader stream, through any kind of podcatching software, or on the computer on our website. I especially love our podcast player. I can say that because I had absolutely nothing to do with it, but I think it's great. You can very easily navigate back and forward through audio, and you can speed up or slow down as well. Of course, we would be pleased to have ratings of our podcast in the iTunes podcast app. You can also contact us by using the support link on our website, or you can email support at blindalive.com. While you're at our website, please remember to sign up for the newsletter. If you sign up now, you'll get a free relaxation audio, which is voiced by Joe Simic, the same person who did our fantastic yoga workouts. You can also be in contact with us on Facebook or Twitter. We're on LinkedIn, and we have a YouTube channel. We believe in keeping it simple, So you can find us on all of those platforms under, of course, the name Blind Alive. Thanks for listening, and we'll look forward to catching up with you next time.